Welcome back to Comic Book Obscura. This is episode nine. Today I'm talking about two characters from two companies, but one comic, Quantum and Woody. Uh, last week I said that was episode nine, but I was clearly delirious. This is actually episode nine. Uh, I got the numbering right, but in the actual episode, I kept saying episode nine. Um, so this week, uh, like I said, there's two characters, two companies, uh, originally, Quantum and Woody debuted in June of 1997 for 17 issues, published by Acclaimed Comics, and created by writer Christopher Priest and artist M.D. Bright. The series ran until 1998, then a five-issue uh, five return in September 1999 until January 2000. Christopher Priest had previously worked on the team-up series Power Man and Iron Fist for Marvel and editor Fabian Nasiza of Acclaim wanted something similar. Uh, Bright drew inspiration from the characters of Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes from the movie White Men Can't Jump, which I've only read uh, two issues from the original uh, Acclaim Quantum and Woody run. And I think I think it's kind of apparent in that, but when you get to the more recent run for Valiant Comics, I think the comic took kind of a a weird turn. Like uh, during the Acclaim run, the original debut, it felt like the artwork had a much more serious look to it, while the the dialogue was comedic. So it did kind of feel like. Uh, I do kind of feel like the inspiration from White Man Can't Jump, which is a live action movie that's comedy drama, sort of. Uh, and then when you get to the Valiant run on it, which is ba which was a relaunch, the, the artwork and the dialogue fit together as far as uh, how comedic it is. Like uh, the artwork, I think the, the, art, the artwork fits the tone more in the Valiant run and in the acclaim run, they they work the the artwork and the dialogue work together in a different sense, like um, like a juxtaposition of each other. It, it's weird. Um, I like the Valiant run more, but that isn't to say the the original run from Acclaim Comics isn't good. It's just they're just two different. They're even though it's the same characters with only slight tweaks from the acclaimed version to the Valiant version, they still feel like two different things, which is good. I mean, two different companies, uh, two different creatives working on each run, they should feel different, but the, character, the characters feel, it, it didn't feel like Valiant changed the character so drastically that they don't feel like Quantum and Woody. It just feels like, if you read if you read a comic from Acclaim and then a comic from the variant version you'll you'll feel the difference but you'll still feel like it's Quantum and Woody. It's kind of like what they do with the Joker. Like there have been different incarnations of him, but for the most part as far as comics go and for the most part in the movies, he always feels like the Joker even though he looks different and there's like slight he, he acts different if they're, you know, if we're talking about actors but you still recognize him as that character. So uh, Acclaim kind of, I think they went out of business 
And in 2013, Variant Comics uh, reimagined the duo with writer James Asmus and artist Tom Fowler. And that ran for 13 issues. Uh, this series started from scratch, but uh, Variant brought back uh, Bright and Priest for a five-issue miniseries continuing the story from their original run uh, of Quantum and Woody. And this miniseries was set 20 years after uh, their series wrapped up. So this miniseries is a continuation of the Acclaim run of Quantum and Woody set 20 years after their, their last issue. And that was released uh, in November 12th, 2014. In the Acclaim version, uh, I'm gonna do both because uh, they're, like I said, there's they're basic, they're pretty similar, just kind of slight tweaks. So I'll talk about the Acclaim version and the variant comics version of uh, the characters. So in the Acclaim version, Eric Henderson, who is Quantum, the black guy, <laughs> is, a, is a decorated army tactical officer while Woodrow Woody Van Chelten is a goofball with a guitar and no band. Um, so he's kind of like the, well, I don't want to say Han Solo because he's not that good, <laughs> but uh, Woody's kind of the rogue. Eric's the kind of stand-up guy. Uh, let's see. So they are, they're childhood friends who have grown apart, and after a suspicious helicopter crash that claimed the lives of both of their fathers, they reunite to investigate the the mystery. During their investigation, they're involved in a high-tech industrial accident that turns their bodies into pure energy. The only thing keeping their molecules together are the two metal bands on their wrists that they have to slam together every 24 hours or their bodies will dissolve. Eric adopts the name Quantum while Woody thinks code names are dumb, so he just goes by Woody. That's pretty much it for the, that's that's the general story. And it kind of goes like, it kind of goes all over the place with them. Uh, I think they eventually solve the mystery of their father's death, but then Quantum decides to continue being a superhero while Woody does it kind of reluctantly, uh, thinking it'll possibly make him some money or get some attention to his music career that he's trying to launch or whatever. Like, he seems to be trying to do a lot of things at once, hoping something sticks. And they continuously seem to have, like, they continuously seem to have a falling out going between the two of them. Eric kind of, well, he's he he's kind of naive. Like, it seems like he gets tricked a lot. Not a lot, lot, but just... You know, like, I think he's kind of in over his head with the whole superhero thing, but he seems to like it and gen genuinely want to do good. And Woody is just kind of like, well, that's like second or third to me, you know, making money. Uh, I don't know how the original series wraps up. Uh, so I'm just, I'm going to jump over to the variant comics version, which I have the, the 13 issues from the variant run which I'm pretty, which uh, they did relaunch the variant uh, after the 13 issues and the five issue miniseries, they launched it again, which I haven't read any of that. I've, um, I've been trying to find the five issue miniseries because I want to see 
what they did with I want to see what Bright and Priest did to kind of close out their run um, but you know whenever I find that I'll, I'll maybe I'll bring it up again in another episode so with the variant comet run it's a reimagining of the original series this time Eric and Woody are our adopted brothers with Woody being the one adopted into Eric's family after they grow after they grow apart they are brought back together after the mysterious death of their father Eric was the earnest one disciplined former army again and and Woody is the irresponsible kid kind of running wild so they're character wise they're basically the same the only difference is instead of being uh just two best friends now they're uh brothers which i think is a which actually i think is a more interesting take especially when you consider the thing with their father they reconnect at the funeral of their father with a fist fight and end up in jail so again their father dies of mysterious circumstances and i think it works better because in the acclaimed version they were just best friends and yet their fathers i mean it's possible that their fathers work together or whatever but i think this from a story and character side of things i think that works better having them be brothers it feels more dynamic that way and it, it kind of not forces them but it kind of gives the story a means to kind of keep them together because I mean yeah they, they're brothers and they grew apart eventually and then their father died so they they kind of come back together to figure out uh how and why their father was killed and it's kind of it, it makes more sense for them to reconnect and try to try harder to to um stay together especially once they get the powers so once they get released from prison they break into their father's their father Derek's lab and accidentally activate a machine that exposes them to strange energy there's a huge explosion and their bodies are turned into energy and they get the bands they figure out they have to slap them together every 24 hours or their bodies will dissipate and so in that sense they have to stay together or at least be around each other every 24 hours so they don't die and then again Eric decides well you know we need disguises we'll be superheroes and we'll stop these bad guys who killed our father stole his technology and are probably planning to do something bad with it uh with the new powers they take on the ERA Edison's Radical Acquisitions a group of just weird looking scientists of all sorts who uh, go around stealing, like whenever some, whenever a, whenever a scientist develops some new kind of technology that could change the world, they kill that scientist and steal it, or get that scientist to join them and and take it. Uh, their father didn't want to join, so they killed him, and they couldn't find his research. And then the two sons blew up the lab, so the ERA kind of has it in for him. Eric is convinced by Woody to swipe some gear from the private security contractor he works for. So that's that's where they get um, some of their stuff from. Because uh, they, they have the powers to fire energy beams and create energy shields. But Eric uh, decides that, well, you know, we might need to you know, break into places, so I'll, I'll get us some lock picks, I'll get us some tasers, some, uh, some, like, combat pouches and stuff, 
and some boots, some gloves. Like they get a lot of that gear from there. But and uh, Eric makes a costume. Woody just kind of like uh, the the suit that Quantum makes is very reminiscent of his suit from the Acclaim comics. He even starts out with a huge cape, but uh, they make a joke about it in like the first issue that it's only good for tripping over and it's like ridiculously big cape, like think spawn size cape, except it's not alive. So you can't mentally control it and make it stay out of your way. So he eventually drops the cape, which makes a lot of sense. And Woody, uh, instead of wearing a similar costume, but then with a with just like a jacket over it and carrying a gun, he just wears a blue suit, which I think is a good, like it's a it's a funny contrast. So I like I like the I like where Variant took it. It it's a really fun read. Like if you, I mean it's it's not, and I I can see where some people might draw a, a comparison to Deadpool, but it's not quite Deadpool. It's not like. I mean, there's action in it, but I think it's like this fun balance of like action and comedy where I I see exactly why someone would turn this into a live action, which they were talking about doing. Um, apparently, the Russo brothers were in talks with uh, TBS uh, to turn this into a, a live action series, which would be a lot of fun, depending on who you get to play these two characters. But with the Russos behind it, yeah, it, it would be just like the comic, but live action. I feel like they could translate uh, very well and very easily. Uh, there hasn't been any updates on that, so I don't know if it's still happening. I believe it was first brought up like, yeah, so uh, no, I don't I don't know when it was. I want to say like two years ago it was uh, it was announced or kind of the the idea got floated out there on the internet but i don't know we'll see if that ever if anything ever happens with that so that's the variant comics version basically like i said just slight tweaks not not too much different i don't think the the acclaimed version had the era or if they did they weren't as prominent because i think that series went i think that series went in a different kind of direction like it wasn't it wasn't as goofy but they did, um, even, in, even in the original run, they did use the tagline, the world's worst superhero team. So, you know, if you can, if you can find any of the original, if you can find the acclaimed version or the variant version, I say read either or, or both. I, I would say read both. But so um, I don't know, because the, the, t- the issues that I had of the acclaimed version didn't have this character in it. But I know the acclaimed version, the acclaimed version and the variant version both have the character, the goat in it, which is literally a goat. So there's this goat, there's this super powered goat who can't talk, but had, but is super intelligent, has super strength, heat vision and limited flight. And I think in the variant version, he also has telekinesis. This goat is kind of like their mascot almost, I guess. I don't know. It, it's like I said, it's a ridiculous, uh, it's a ridiculous comic. But in the variant version, the the goat is uh, partially their father. Um, when the ERA got a hold of him, and they and they reveal this early on, like it's not like something they they keep secret throughout the the series. This is like end of issue one kind of stuff that they they reveal or issue two I think but it's, it's early on 
and quantum quantum and woody throughout the series don't know but the read like they reveal it to the reader almost right like right away so i think there was they did some experiment like when they went to, when the era went to go get their father i can't remember if they did it to him or if it was uh, an accident i'm pretty sure it was an accident and it kind of merged his mind with the goat so it, it's really weird so he's in his mind is in there and he's trying to and like that's why he hangs around and he tries to help him well Woody adopts the goat when they take on the ERA and they take him down and the goat's in the lab and they free the goat the goat helps them escape and they're like well this goat is pretty powerful let's keep him around Eric is kind of against it but Woody's like nope I'm keeping the goat so <laughs> so they have a goat uh partner sidekick that's also kind of their dad it's it's really weird um I would say, actually now that I'm now that I'm saying that I would kind of say read the read the variant version first because that's the that's the more fun one. I mean they're both fun but in different ways. But I would say read that one first if you like that one. Then go look for the acclaimed ones because first of all that's gonna be hard to find anyway. So the one that's readily available is the one I'm recommending. And and that that's pretty much it. That was the only other uh, thing. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what the story behind the goat is in the acclaimed version he same powers and everything and they they do it they do what he does basically adopt it like hey we're we're keeping him around but i think the i think in the acclaimed version the goat is more of its own character like he does hang around with them for a while but i think eventually it decides to just leave or something i don't know he's not always there uh so the series had a relaunch and that was back in 2017 uh still still made by variant but they got a new rioter with uh daniel kibblesmith which is still going i think so and then the the russo brothers like i said were supposedly developing a series for tbs so there's i i kind of I mean, I could do a boot or reboot, but that's already happening. Like the comic series is currently going, and normally I wouldn't do like uh, kind of my my own rule set for this is not to do an episode on a, on a series or character that currently has a thing. But I think Quan and Woody are obscure enough where they still fall under under that category, so. Instead of doing a, a boot or reboot section, since there is currently an ongoing series and a possible TV show in the works already, I'm going to skip the reboot section this week and go straight to the editor section. Uh, there's a couple of things I found that I, I kind of want to go through, so that's that's going to be the, the bulk of this week's episode. So let's get to it. All right, so editor section. Um, I know I mentioned the Daredevil season three trailer before. Uh, they released a couple of more little teaser trailers. Uh, a while ago, they released one that focused on the Kingpin, where he finally wears his famous white suit. And I'm glad to see Vincent D'Onofrio kind of back in action for this series, because man, they really needed him. Um, and so the newest trailers uh, finally gives us a peek at Bullseye. And I gotta say, I like this guy. Like this version of Bullseye is pretty good. And it, it feels like 
because uh this this the newer trailer that features bullseye also features uh vincent vincent d'onofrio's kingpin and it feels like they like and it, it's rare this happens but it really feels like they managed to recapture what made season one so intense like then in, in season two by then the other defenders had episodes and it started to feel very superhero-y which i know is not, it's not a complaint it's just uh what i mean by that is uh the netflix shows were supposed to be street level stuff where you know just like you know dirty alleyway crime kind of stuff and then but in season two it kind of started to turn into more of a the more of an in, it started to feel more MCU, which isn't bad. I mean, it's supposed it's supposed to be part of that, but just a different. It's supposed to feel like it's it's supposed to fit into the MCU. It's supposed to be a part of the MCU, but feel like a different corner of it. And I think season two started to kind of steer away from that. But looking at the trailers for season three. It feels like they're they're kind of getting back into what made season one work. If you haven't seen like if you haven't seen like uh, if you, if you don't want to have anything spoiled, skip the trailers, but definitely check out season three. I mean, I'm going to, but um, yeah, if you want to get hyped, like check out the trailers for it. Like they look good. Yeah, so season three hits October nineteenth, and it looks like it's gonna be pretty sweet. Uh, next up is some news on the DC Universe, which is the online streaming service that they're setting up. So DC recently released a launch schedule for the, the shows that are going to hit its service. So first up is Titans, the live action show, which should be out uh, should be out Friday. So th this week, Friday. So the 19th? No, uh, the 12th. Wait, what's today? Uh, yeah, the 12th. Um, then we've got Young Justice Season 3, the, the animated series, which hits uh, January 2019, so uh, the start of next year. The Doom Patrol live action hits uh, February. So the, the only thing coming out this year for the streaming service, as far as their shows and stuff go, is uh, Titans. And that's that's this week. <laughs> Everything else is coming out next year, and so Young Justice season three, the animated show, hits in January 2019. Doom Patrol, the live action show, hits February 2019. Uh, Young Justice season three, part two, or season four, I guess, hits uh, in June 2019 along with uh, the Swamp Thing live action. So in June uh, next year, we're getting two things. Um, the live action Stargirl show hits in August, and then the Harley Quinn adult animated show hits in October of 2019. So um, I'm familiar with Stargirl, and like I read up on it when they announced her, uh, she was getting a show, but she man talk about obscure like i <laughs> i might do if, if the show is still around that long i might do an episode on her closer to the time when uh her show hits or i might i might do one sooner i might do one on her i can't say i mean that i don't i mean just 
off of the top of my head on based on what little I do know about her, I don't think, I mean, she has a pretty long history as far as like when she was created till now. But as far as like actual comic book debut and use and like, you know, how, how often she shows up, that's kind of a small window. So I'll look into it. And if there's enough there, I might do an episode on Stargirl just so people know what that what that is if they're interested in the, in the show. So, yeah, some of these I mean, these could be good. I mean, Young Justice, I like season one. And season two, season one more than season two, but season two was pretty good. I'm just not sure, like, it's, and it's still early. They only knew, like, they're, they're going to have a lot of their comics on this service and some of their movies and stuff that, that's already been made on there. But I don't know if I, like, I already have, uh, I already have Hulu and Amazon Prime and... I had Netflix and it just seems like I don't know if I want to pay for a whole nother service that just has like one thing I kind of wish DC like I get why DC decided to do their own streaming service I mean Disney and Marvel is, is doing it too and it makes sense from a business standpoint but as a consumer it's just like oh that's just that's just too many streaming services like they might like I'm paying per channel it kind of feels like which I guess is better than paying for a whole cable package so yeah they kind of got me on that one so I think I think me personally I'm just gonna wait and see you know wait wait until more wait until they're more established wait until like just about all their shows are out and then see you know and then if they offer any kind of free trial thing then I'll check it out and then see see them for myself and see what it's like and then go from there um but right now I can't say that I'm like overly hyped to the point where it's like oh I'm gonna pay for you know I'm gonna get this service from day one um oh next is uh I just I found this yesterday well not yet well <laughs> not yesterday well I found it uh Sunday because I'm recording this on Tuesday because uh the original recording got erased so I'm re-recording this so when I say yesterday I I would have did this Monday and so by yesterday I mean Sunday um but uh I found a trailer for uh a show coming to Amazon Prime called The Boys which um it's based on a, a comic book series called The Boys, and and it stars Carl Urban with a possible appearance by Simon Pegg. So, um, the if you if you can find a trailer, which you should be like type Google search The Boys, you'll find a trailer. Um, it looks pretty interesting. The synopsis sounds interesting. The trailer is pretty short. It doesn't reveal a whole lot. You get a sense of what the uh costumes are gonna kind of look like for some of the characters and and the gen and kind of an idea of what it is uh but I'll, here's the synopsis so in a world where superheroes embrace the darker side of their massive celebrity and fame the boys centers on a group of vigilantes known informally as the boys who set out to take down corrupt superheroes with no more than blue collar grit and a willingness to fight dirty the Boys is a fun and irreverent take on what happens when superheroes who are as popular as celebrities 
as influ as influential as politicians and as revered as gods abuse their superpowers rather than use them for good. It's the powerless against the super powerful as the boys embark on a heroic quest to expose the truth about the seven and Vought, the multi-billion dollar conglomerate that manages these superheroes. So the seven are basically this this uh, story's version of the Justice League, which you'll see in the trailer. And Vought is the company that sponsors them. So think kind of like, uh, so if you, if you remember the movie Mystery Men, it's kind of like that. The I can't remember his name. The superhero guy from that that was like the city's like number one guy, who had like a whole bunch of like who, whose costume was basically a NASCAR racer jumpsuit covered in logos from different companies. Um, it's not quite as bad as that because like when you see the trailer, the characters who are the the, the team that makes up the group, the Seven look more like traditional superheroes they don't have a bunch of logos all over their costumes you know but i think it's i think it's like along the lines of that but just uh kind of like a dark comedy maybe um check it out it looks it looks kind of cool i'm probably gonna look and see if i can find the, the comic because i'm a little i'm actually a bit curious about the the series uh the, the comic series and i'm definitely gonna check out the show and and see how that goes um next Oh, uh, next up is a uh, animated movie that's coming out. It looks pretty. It looks really crazy. I've seen this kind of animation before. Well, it's from the animation is done by Studio Four C, which any anime buffs out there probably have heard of, and it's from a French artist named Gilliam Gilliam Renard, aka Run, and it's gonna be in theaters here for like two nights so October 11th and the 16th and then it's gonna go to video on demand and blu-ray this uh so this movie is called MFKZ which uh originally and it's based off a, a French comic by the that artist run and it's originally I think it originally it was called uh Muta Muta I think they're, you know, I think they're going for motherfuckers, but it's spelled, they spell it M-U-T-A-F-U-K-A-Z. And so obviously they had to change that for American release. Uh, so they just abbreviate to M-F-K-Z. And uh, so n naming issues aside, it looks pretty cool. Uh, the synopsis is the film centers on young Angelino and his flaming skull pal Vin's who live in a seedy tenement in a LA-inspired dystopian uh, metropolis? A burnout gang and a burnt-out gang in cockroach-written neo-urban hell. Following a scooter accident, Angela Angelino starts experiencing migraines and strange hallucinations, as well as fits of rage-inspired superpowers. As he slowly awakens to the truth of his origins. He is half human and half macho, a supernatural alien race that is bent on taking over the planet. So this one's a little hard to explain. Uh, I mean, I don't want to say because it's a, a French made thing, but I would say check out the trailer. And if it looks, I mean, it looked cool to me, like I'm going to try to see it, but check out the trailer. This is kind of one of those things you got to judge for yourself. The animation looks like 
crazy as hell. And I don't know about the story. It sounds interesting enough, but like, if anything, I'm really seeing this for the animation because it looks crazy. Um, so I guess if you're looking for a trailer for this, I guess type in MFKZ. Uh, and I guess that, that should get you something, especially if you're searching on uh, YouTube. So, uh, oh, okay. So next up, there's been some reports kind of and rumors kind of sprouting out about uh marvel working on a dark avengers movie which could be true like it sounds like it could be true it i guess it kind of depends on how the next avengers movie wraps up and kind of what they introduce in the captain marvel movie so it's very possible but i don't think we're gonna know i don't think they're gonna say anything for sure until at least until Avengers until at least until Avengers 4 wraps up we're probably not going to get a whole lot of news on what they really have planned down the line other than what they've already announced which is I think the they are working on a Black Widow movie and we got the next Spider-Man movie coming out Captain Marvel uh I think that's all they announced. I feel like there's one more. Don't remember them saying anything about another Captain America. Ant Man and the Wasp just had one, but I think they were planning that. Oh, Guardians, right. I guess they're still working out how they, they're saying they're going to use James Gunn's script for Guardians 3, and they're still going to make it. And apparently, um, it turns out that James Gunn who got let go by Marvel Disney under ridiculous circumstances is apparently teaming up with DC, surprise, surprise. And he might be the one behind their next, uh, and he might be the one behind their next Suicide Squad movie. So, yeah, that was a major loss for Marvel and Disney. And if James Gunn is actually working for DC and becomes like... <laughs> You know, he, he kind of starts getting things and, you know, more rep, making things more uh, respectable over there. Uh, I'm not going to I'm not saying that like Disney is going to like crumble because of this or anything. But like that's that's a big loss and a mate that's a big loss for them and a major gain for DC and WB, which honestly, I'm not upset about. Actually, I, I kind of hope he does. Dude, I hope this is true and he actually is doing Suicide Squad 2 because, yeah, it would be great with him behind it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on that and hopefully it turns out to be true and Suicide Squad 2 turns out to be amazing, which the first one should have been. But, you know, uh, yeah, hopefully this turns out to be true. I think that's that's all that I can remember as far as what they, they announced coming down the line. And well, they they announced they want they were going to do a, a Celestials movie, but you know that's one of those pre-production situations, so we don't know. I mean, they're still like I guess they're still you know finding directors and actors and a script and all that. So yeah, we we don't really know aside from Spider-Man, Guardians three, and uh, Captain Marvel. That's all we know for sure. That's actually like being made or already made kind of stuff going on i'd be down for a dark avengers movie i guess because it, it, it marvel hasn't done like i guess the the one thing uh dc has over marvel 
is that they had their super villain movie, um, which wasn't very good, but they did it. <laughs> so I guess um, Marvel's like, well, we know how not to do it. So <laughs> maybe we should take it. We can we have a, a comic that exists like that. So, you know, now that we've seen how not to do it from DC, we can probably do a good one. Uh, oh, and then the new Hellboy, which I for, for a long while, I forgot that was even happening. And then they released two two posters for it that look sick. And it, it's got David Harbour as Hellboy from the Hopper from Stranger Things. Uh, it looks good. Like, well, the posters look good. Hopefully, they're gonna do. They're gonna release a trailer soon, so we can see if it you know looks good. But you know, so far I'm excited for it. Like, it's not from uh, what they were saying when they first announced it till now. It sounds. It sounds like one of those things where they're like, "Hey, we're we got people who want to work on this who aren't just you know looking for a paycheck. This is a you know a, a project that everyone's kind of all in for." So. It, it sounds like it'll be good. I'm hoping the trailer comes out soon so we can see. Um, next up is the... Oh, so yeah. All right. I was, lost my place. So yeah, next up is they finally released a photo for uh, the Star Wars series that Jon Favreau is working on called The Mandalorian. It, it's not as big... I mean, like, I don't know what I was expecting, but... It's basically a guy in Mandalorian armor, so he kind of looks like Boba Fett, but that's what Mandalorian armor looks like. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's shinier and newer than Boba Fett's was. The, the series takes place in between uh, Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens, which is good. That's a pretty decent little uh, chunk of time that, you know, hasn't been explored yet. So... Hopefully, like, and then that's a good idea because it'll help tie those two. It'll help tie the rich Tridge and the new trilogy together, kind of. I mean, not, it doesn't have to have him run into Luke Skywalker, but I mean, like, it kind of will give you a sense of what the galaxy was like during that period in between, you know, after the fall of the Empire and before the New Order shows up, which, which is good. I'm kind of curious, like, when Force Awakens starts, they don't really go into that. So you kind of don't know what the vibe of the galaxy is. It doesn't even seem like they were at peace that long or that they really made any real progress. So it's kind of like, you know, it'd be good to see what was going on then. It's supposed to be bounty hunter driven. Like, uh, so hopefully we'll kind of get to see what the, I guess, the underworld of the Star Wars galaxy is like and, and what, how that changed after the fall of the Empire like it, it sounds like it's an interesting uh, time period, and we're finally dealing with non Jedi's, which is also good. I mean, I like Jedi's and Sith, but there's so much other stuff in that galaxy that doesn't really get looked at a lot. I'm I'm glad they're doing a series that's kind of like not centered on Luke Skywalker and the Jedi Order and the Sith Order, and it's just kind of like. Here's what here here's how the galaxy functions outside of those things. Let's see. And so yep, yeah, that's it. Episode was kind of weird since there wasn't a Buddha reboot section, but like I said, the series is currently ongoing, but I wanted to talk about them anyway. So, you know what? I did it. So, it's a slightly different episode. Hopefully next week episode will be on time. 
I'm looking to I'm looking into getting a mic so I can record directly to my computer so I don't have to worry about uh, stuff getting randomly erased by updates from my phone. But that's the show for this week. I guess I'll flip a coin over what next week's topic is. It's like I always, I, which is good. It's a good problem to have. I usually have two characters for uh, comics that I, I want to talk about. So it's like, man, which one am I going to do? So that that's not a bad problem to have. So I'll, I'll figure that out. And you'll find out when the episode comes out. You can still find stuff for the show on Facebook. Uh, the show is out on, uh, it used to be on SoundCloud. I think there's still episodes there. But now we're mainly on iTunes. You can email the show at comicobscurapod at gmail.com. Oh, yeah, that's right. I need to thank John Bartman for the show's theme. And that concludes this week's Geek Dump, which... Is that a thing? Because I might take that. I might copyright that and, and, and make that a thing. But anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm going on too long. That's, wrap it up. Wrap it up. Show's over. Go home. <laughs> Like the boring single parent is full of stress Makes you want to put a gun in your mouth